Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time. Max Chadwick of uh, PFF.com, the college football section, our good friend here covering college football on Twitter at Max Chadwick CFB. Give him a follow. We have a lot of things to run down with him on, including Evan Stewart and Tess Johnson, who he he's quite fond of on PFF on his latest wide receiver rankings in college football. Before we get to that, though, Max, I want to start with the five plus seven model. Many expected it to be voted and approved on yesterday. It was Wazoo voted for it. The five plus seven model means what to you in college football? Yeah, well, thanks again for having me on, guys. And, yeah, the 5-plus-7 model, I think, was kind of the expected uh, model of the college football playoff. Uh, it was going to go under in this new 12-team playoff era. Uh, basically, it just means, for anyone who doesn't know, being the five highest-ranked conference champions and then the seven uh, highest-ranked non-conference champions would be in there. So, uh, basically, it means all the Power Four conferences, if you want to say it now, because obviously the Pac-12 is unfortunately pretty much extinct. Uh, plus a, the highest-ranked group of five champions, which I like a lot, uh, and then the seven highest-ranked uh, non-conference champions. So uh, I, I think that'll be really cool. I, I like it a lot. I think one of the interesting uh, things about it is is that Notre Dame, if Notre Dame goes 12-0 and 0, uh, and they're the number one team in the country, they cannot be one of the top four teams, and they cannot get a first-round bye because they're not a conference champion, because they're not uh, affiliated with the conference. So they actually agreed to that, and, and it's not, I don't think it's a, as big of a deal as some people are saying it out to be, because obviously uh, you still have to win four games to make it there in the first place, and the fact that they don't have to play in a conference title game is kind of an advantage to them. Uh, but they will not – They will, the highest that they can be is the fifth seed, which I think is a really interesting wrinkle, even if they are clearly the number one team in the country. So uh, I think it's a pretty interesting wrinkle, but, yeah, I, I think this is a – a good thing for college football, and I'm excited to see what it looks like next year. Yeah, I, I, I want to <laughs> – we heard this on the ESPN morning show as we came in today. It's like, That's hey, what I first brought up, yeah. How tough is this going to be for Notre Dame? And my kind of response to hearing that, Max, I don't know where you sit on it, is, yeah, so you're choosing not to be in a conference. Like, this is kind of your own <laughs> fault to be in this position, is it not? Yeah, exactly. And I, again, one of the people that are on that committee is the Notre Dame athletic director. So it's like, it's not like this is a thing that they, they're getting screwed over. Like they very much agreed to this and I'm sure they're actually happy about it. Um, so like I said, like every other team is going to need to play in their conference title game in order to kind of, which I think is great. I think the conference title games now get uh, even more meaning to them, which I think is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, Notre Dame is, it will kind of be able to sit that one out. But so, to win the national championship, you still have to win four games basically in a row. Notre Dame just has to do it in the first round of the playoff, whereas everyone else, uh, or at least the top four teams, get to do it, uh, you know, get a bye in the first round. But they have to win their conference title game, of course, though, too. So 
Uh, I, I don't again. I don't think it's a huge deal. I just think it's an interesting and kind of funny wrinkle that you know the, the team that can be number one and that can be undefeated at number one can only be seeded as high as number five, which I think is a pretty interesting wrinkle to it. Uh, we've been talking all morning. You know, us locally, we we are both of us are alum of these two schools in Oregon State for Brandon and Washington State for myself. When it comes to the six and six versus the five and seven. Do you think the five and seven does give Oregon State and Washington State a better chance to get into a playoff, or do you think it doesn't matter and they will have too tough of a mountain to climb to actually get in? Uh, I, I think if you are again, I think it's slim for either of them. But if you are going to argue for one, it's probably the five and seven because that does give you an extra team, uh, extra non-conference champion team in there. I know Oregon State and Washington State aren't officially part of the Mountain West Conference; they're just kind of playing like a Mountain West schedule next year. Um, so I, again, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry for you guys. It seems like the Beavers and the and the Cougars really got screwed over there. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't know how realistic their playoff chances are. Even if they go, I mean, if they go undefeated, they, they probably will be able to get to sneak in. But other than that, I mean, it's gonna be tough because they're kind of being thought of now as kind of a group of five team with the schedule that they're playing next year. Uh, Max Chadwick, PFF.com, college football section. Our good friend here on Twitter at Max Chadwick CFB. We 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 didn't I want I wouldn't say debate. We just kind of went back and forth on it and there's a lot of emotions with those two schools and this story and obviously everybody that went to the Big 12 and the Big 10 and the conference basically uh is evaporated. Washington State was holding out on their lone vote on this 5 plus 7 model. They finally broke and now today he is going to present, you know, to everybody else they want to keep voting rights, they want the distribution, they want to be looked at as a power conference. I know it's only a two-year window before it restarts uh, from a media contract standpoint, Max, but your best bet, Oregon State, Washington State, they get left behind again, or do they find their way back in with the group in two years? Ooh, good question. Uh, I think, man, they're going to need to do some I, – I think off the field are going to need to make some plays, and I think on the field, obviously, they're going to need to look really good in order for uh, to maybe attract another conference to take them in, maybe like a Big 12 conference or even like an ACC uh, – too, if the ACC, ACC uh, is an interesting spot because if they lose Florida State, you know they could be maybe be looking to you know add reinforcements so that they don't go the way of the Pac-12, honestly, too. So maybe Oregon State and Washington State would be two schools they might actually look at. Uh, they already brought in Cal and Stanford, so it's not like they're you know opposed to the West. Um, but yeah, it's again, I think Washington and Oregon State are, are in a precarious spot right now, um, and, and I'm very interested in seeing what they do over the next couple of years because yeah, like I said, it, it, it's kind of sad that these two schools who I mean, they're both ranked. Uh, Oregon State was ranked pretty much for the whole season. Washington State was ranked pretty highly for a little bit of it, too. Uh, it sucks for them that, you know, that, that there are two highly ranked schools that are kind of getting left behind uh, in the dust right now. Uh, more likely to win a national championship, Max, Steve Sarkeesian or Dan Lanning? Oh, uh, are you talking just next year or are we talking like all like over the course of their careers? Let's call it within the next five years. Let's give them a window here, and maybe they get close, but no cigar. Georgia's going to be pretty good next year. We know Ohio State's going to be really good next year. I'm sure there's going to be a couple other teams that pop up. Just in the next five years, if one of them is to do it, who do you think is more likely to finish it out? You know what? Give me Dan Lanning. Uh, give me Dan Lanning. I, I think Oregon, what they're doing right now is, is absolutely phenomenal. This guy is reloading a lot like how Georgia, you know, he came from Georgia, so he understands how – you know, business is done there. They kind of reload. They don't really ever rebuild. That's what Dan Lanning is doing right now, man. I mean, he's got uh, – he lost Bo Nix, but he got the number two quarterback in the country, in my opinion, and Dylan Gabriel coming in there. 
Uh, they got Dante Moore coming in after Dylan Gabriel uh, is finished with his career as well. They got some big time players on the portal like Evan Stewart uh, and Jabbar Muhammad. I mean, they're killing it right now. So I-, I think Oregon going into next year, I think I have Oregon above Texas in my ranking. I think Oregon's like the number three team in my ranking, and Texas I think is number four. But even in the future too, I think Oregon's in a in a pretty good spot. But Texas is very close behind too. Because even after Quinn Ewers, they have a shot next year with Quinn Ewers. Even after that, you got Arch Manning leading the uh, leading the way for them too. So. Uh, yeah, it's definitely very close between the two of them. I think those, these are two national title contenders for the next half decade, if not more. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to side with Oregon in a very, very close call right now. And if I hosted a show in Austin that you were on, would you have said Sarkeesian? <laughs> yeah, I might have said Steve Sarkeesian. That way you guys don't, uh, don't come at me for that, yeah. Uh, you wrote a really good ranking of the receivers in college football. You're doing great work at PFF. I'm always checking out the work and and the receiver list I found interesting I'm just always curious the big playmakers in college football uh you have both Tez Johnson and Evan Stewart who transferred in from A&M is that the best receiver doing college football to you going into next season I think it's I think I would say so they're obviously the only ones in my top 10 so you, you know if you could just off that you would say so but I think um another one that I would throw up there that I don't I would probably still take the Oregon one but I would say Missouri's duo of Luther Burden III, who I think is the number one receiver in the country, and Theo Weiss, the guy who just missed my top ten. Uh, that's another one I throw up there as well. But, yeah, I mean, listen, Tez Johnson was phenomenal this past season. Bo Nix is adopted brother. Uh, he's uh, actually a terrific slot receiver, transferred in from Troy, led the Power Five this year in yards after the catch. Uh, I love Tez Johnson's game. Even at Troy, now he's a phenomenal at, uh, at Oregon. Evan Stewart showed really great promise as a true freshman. Uh, then kind of battled injuries this past season, but this guy was a former top 10 recruit in the country, uh, has unbelievable tools, uh, can really become a superstar, just kind of wasn't able to do it last year because of injuries. But now that he's healthy with Tez Johnson and with Dylan Gabriel throwing the ball, uh, I think Evan Stewart could become a, a first-round caliber receiver, honestly, uh, and move up way higher than number nine on my list right now. So Evan Stewart's more of a projection for me. But uh, you can't deny his talent, man. And I think he could be a superstar if he stays healthy and if he continues progressing. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can you... Talk me down from betting the house on Oregon winning the Big Ten next year? Uh, yes, I can talk you down because I think <laughs> Ohio State's roster is absolutely loaded. Now, I do think Oregon is the clear number two in the Big Ten right now. I think uh, it's a pretty clear top two, in my opinion, between Ohio State and Oregon. But I would give Ohio State the slight edge right now just because 
what they brought back basically everyone besides like Marvin Harrison Jr., which you, you could never really expect him to come back to school for a senior year. Uh, and then also they brought in some absolute studs in the transfer portal. Quinshawn Judkins, my number two running back in the country. Uh, Caleb Downs, who's going to be my number one safety in the country. Uh, they got Will Howard coming in at quarterback. Uh, I, I really love what Ryan Day and Chip Kelly, the hires offensive court. They got UCLA's head coach to leave UCLA to become Ohio State's offensive coordinator. I don't remember the last time a coach left uh, their conferences as a head coach to join another team in that conference to be their offensive coordinator. Uh, so that's a huge, huge hire for, for Ryan Day. So I'm kind of all in on Ohio State right now. I, I actually might pick them to win it all next year. Uh, so I, I would say Ohio State is probably the favorite for me in the Big Ten right now. But Oregon, for me, is a close second. Uh, Ryan Day, hot seat next year, yes or no? Uh, yes. If he, doesn't, if, if he can't win with this roster, I don't think, I don't think uh, it, it's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I would say he's a little bit on the hot seat. He's got to beat Michigan. He's got to, you know, obviously a 12-team playoff. He's got to make the college playoff. Uh, so if, if he goes 10-2 and two next year, uh, he might be on his way out. But, again, 10-2 and two is probably good enough to make the playoff next year anyways. So, We'll just kind of have to see how he does in the playoff. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of national championship or bust for Ryan Day. So, if they don't make a serious run of the national championship, he could uh, he could find his way out of uh, out of Columbus. There we go. Good stuff. Max Chadwick, PFF.com, college football section on Twitter, at Max Chadwick CFB. We always appreciate the time, Max. Great work at PFF. Thanks for hopping on and sharing your thoughts on college football. Of course. Thanks so much, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 